after buzzers, before we move on, we would like to say thanks to our sponsor, Anchor. If you haven't heard about Anchor, it's the easiest way to make a podcast. Let me explain. It's free. Plus, there's creation tools that allow you to record and edit your podcast right from your phone or computer. Also, Anchor will distribute your podcast for you so it can be heard on Spotify, Apple Podcasts, and many more. Plus, you can make money from your podcast with no minimum listenership. And it's everything you need to make a podcast in one place. Download the free Anchor app or go to anchor.fm to get started. Starting place to the likes of WWE female superstars Kathy Kelly, Sonya Deville, and Zelina Vega proudly presents Women's Wrestling Weekly, the world's first podcast and YouTube series dedicated exclusively to women's wrestling, featuring all the latest news as well as interviews with top superstars in the industry. And now, AfterBuzz TV's own gorgeous lady of wrestling, TK Trinidad. Bonjour, I'm TK Trinidad, a.k.a. the Canadian Assassin. Evan T. Mac Ch- Coco Cena is out. He's doing some acting stuff, but that does not stop the show. We are the number one women's wrestling show on the planet, just in case you're wondering what you're watching, Women's Wrestling Weekly. Uh, we have an amazing show today with an amazing guest. She is a three-time Diamond Champion, huge Pokemon fan, and the new AAW Women's Champion. Please welcome Kylie Ray. How are you doing? I'm doing well. How are you? Good. So, like, tell me, well, you're no stranger to winning, but tell me the feeling with the new championship, the new belt. Oh, God, I, um, I'm i still speechless. It's, I, I had no idea, honestly. And then when it, when it happened, it was just everything I've ever dreamed of, pretty much, because I grew up in Chicago. Uh-huh. So, uh, AAW is, I think, the longest running company in Chicago Uh Um, so yeah I just I grew up a fan of it and then uh, they didn't even have a women's division until last year and then they crowned uh, the women's champion and then you know that's a goal that you strive for is like one day being the women's champion and then it finally happened and yeah it was it was amazing like I (laughs) I knew about the match I knew I was facing Kimberly and Thanksgiving was that Thursday Uh so um, like I showed up to my Thanksgiving family party um, with my meals all prepped. I couldn't have any turkey, and I have a huge <laughs> sweet tooth, so like <laughs> I immediately went to the, like the dessert tray and then just grabbed a bunch. I filled an entire like Tupperware full right. of of desserts, and I brought it with me to the show because I knew like the moment that my match was over, I was just going into that bowl and eating all the desserts. Well, I mean that's a good plan to have. I mean, don't let it go to waste. You knew, and right. you, you kind of knew. So, but you put on a great performance as well. So, what's the now? It's not necessarily the added pressure, but now you are the champion. You have to, you know, kind of hold yourself to that. What's have you changed your routine at all, or what's the game plan now? I've honestly felt like I've been more motivated than ever because you know I mean you wrestle every weekend and there are some weeks where you're you know you're just tired you haven't you had a tough week um you know you just get exhausted because you push yourself at the gym so much but winning the champion I feel like you you represent that company and you have a huge target on your back so you really do have to work harder than you ever have been Mm -hmm. um you know when you're not the champion you can fly under the radar sometimes but um, yeah, once once you get that, that belt, um, everybody's coming after you. So your game has to be – got to be working twice as hard, if not harder than that. And, um, yeah, I've just found myself, like, even during during the week, just going to the gym, uh, going to training at night, eating right. Um, yeah, I think I've been pushing myself harder than I've ever felt because um, they – like, AEW, they have faith in me, mm-hmm. so it makes – 
have faith in myself. Right. So it's, it's, I mean, it's obvious that you're a hard worker because you spent a year and a half in Texas at Booker T School. So what was that experience like as far as, you know, it's, I mean, there's a lot of wrestling schools all over the place, but when you almost see, the, he, literally, I think a year and a half ago, he was on WWE commentating. He did something with The New Day. So you're seeing him still very active and still connected with WWE, and now here he is. You're at his school. What was that experience like? Oh, my God. It was... Um, I've, I've always been a fan of Booker T, too. So mm-hmm. <laughs> um, when I first moved to Texas, I never thought that I would be able to be at his school. Like, you know, I... I was still training up in Chicago a little bit, but um, I was like, oh, my God, this is like the end-all, be-all of training facilities. You know, they only accept uh, certain people who are in, like, the best shape and the best wrestlers. Mm-hmm. Um, so when I had my first meeting there, I was extremely overwhelmed, nervous. I was shaking, and um, they kind of, like, your first day, they put you through kind of like the ringer to see what you're able to, um, like, withstand and... Uh, where your conditioning is, where your head is at, how how advanced you are in your training. Mm-hmm. So, um, yeah, I guess I passed the test because then I was there training, like, the next day. And um, it was just cool to see Booker T, like, teaching you. Right. Like, you almost, <laughs> almost kind of stop in your tracks because, um, I don't know, I remember looking and I was like, oh, yeah, he's just telling me what to do. But there was a moment where I was like, oh, my God, that's Booker T. I used to watch him on TV yeah. and he's like, so I kind of got lost in it. I don't even know if I was paying attention, paying attention to what he was saying, <laughs> just because I was so starstruck at the time. Um, but the more you see him, um, I think the more you get used to that. So then you kind of get over that whole starstruck feeling. Yeah. But yeah, it's it's just you have this form of respect for him that's uh, unlike anything I've ever felt from a trainer before because he has been where you want to be in wrestling, mm-hmm. at least where I want to be in wrestling. Like WWE is hopefully one day my goal and um like one day i would love to be there and he knows exactly what they're looking for and he runs his training facility pretty much how the performance center is run and you can't ask for a better training than that like he he looks for things that not many trainers are able to look for and it's just it's made me who i am like i was training up in chicago for two and a half years and I never once had a match. And then I was training down at Booker's for a month, and I already had a match. So oh, um, it just goes to show, like, how good the training is there. So they, they just care. That's, yeah. And Booker is super hands-on. Mm-hmm. So, um, you see a lot of training facilities, they'll, they'll just slap, like, a WWE superstar's name on the facility and just try to, you know, market to an audience just to get people to come in. But Booker is, like... He's there constantly, and especially now that he's not commentating anymore, mm-hmm. he has more free time, so he's there rather than the previous, you know, two days a week. He was he's there now, like five days a week, and nice. he does film study. Um, you do practice matches there, you do drills, you do conditioning. So it's it's one of a kind. Oh, I always try to go down there as much as I can, still to this day, just to train. So. Now, what's the advice? First off, what's the one thing that you know people wouldn't know that you've noticed being around Booker T? Um, <laughs> I feel like people tend to think that how he does commentary might not be how he is in real life, uh-huh. but it's a hundred percent how he is in real life. <laughs> he is so intense. Like sometimes you don't know if he's yelling at you or if he's happy. <laughs> so he just—he's very. Um, He's just got a personality or this, like, aura about him that um, 
kind of stops you in your tracks. And then he's just very intense. And uh-huh. he he cares about wrestling, so he gets so into it when he's telling you something that sometimes you <laughs> you get a little flustered when he's talking to you. Um, but I like the fact that he, if he knows you're serious about wrestling and he sees that you're trying, then he will take the time to help you out and right. try to so that's that's all you could ever ask for. Yeah, the the passion behind it. Um, now, any piece of advice that you care that he's given you that you that you carry with yourself to the to this day? Oh wow, I'm trying to think of. I can't really pinpoint one thing. I I feel like whenever I'm watching a match, I hear him in the back of my head. Oh wow. So okay. anything, it's like his psychology because he has that old school mentality and that old school psychology that. Um, not as many people teach or offer nowadays. Mm -hmm. So, like, if something doesn't make sense that I'm watching, like, I hear him. So I I think just just probably his mentality or his psychology, I try to relate everything back to what would Booker T think. So I think that's something that stuck with me the most is just probably – what the way he thinks and maybe it's partially because of the way he talks and it's so intense yeah but but yeah i would say definitely like his his psychology he's like that one uncle that could be like everybody's coach like you know yeah that one uncle who did like amazing things in their past and you know they speak with so much passion but just like i don't really know if he's yelling at me or if he's not but i know he doesn't hate me so he must be doing this from the heart it's one of those one of those things when i where i see um when i see him now what were you gonna say <laughs> Now, uh, you did have a tryout with WWE, and you said it was one of the three hardest days in your life. What was that experience like? Um, leading up to it, I think the just the pressure and mostly like the fear of the unknown, because you always hear about the tryouts, and you can watch the footage online. Um, but I don't think you realize how hard it is until you get there, mm-hmm. and there's really no way to prepare for it. So you can do all the conditioning you want, Um but you're there pretty much for three days from eight to five. So what they don't teach you about is how sore you're going to be and how to <laughs> like deal with that soreness. Because usually, you know, you work out for a day, maybe two days straight um, for an hour or two, and then you get to take some time to rest, right. you know, recover your body, um, drink aminos, ice your body. But you're literally there the first day for eight hours straight then the next day eight hours straight and then the next day eight hours straight so you don't really have that time to like let your body recover so you're just go 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 Mm -hmm. and no matter how good your conditioning is your body isn't ready for that and it's uh, yeah I think that was the toughest part is like dealing with how sore (laughs) I was like the next day when I came back but um yeah the conditioning is really hard as well um it was just the hardest time of my life but also the best time of my life because I wouldn't change it for a world because or I wouldn't change it for the world because you're literally in the performance center mm-hmm. and that's somewhere that not many people can say that they've been mm-hmm. or you're training with people who not many people can say they've trained with so being able to learn from everybody there it was probably the best part of me being there is just just the overall experience of being in the performance center and learning from the greatest minds in all of wrestling so, what what would be the yeah. one word to describe it uh let's see one word <clears throat> i would say probably overwhelming okay I, 
Yeah, definitely overwhelming. Now, after well, <laughs> during the experience, did anybody walk out? Like, did it, did people like they're invited and it's like, nah, this is not for me. Like, I can't do this. Um, I think one person. I think one person didn't show up, so they might have had that in their head, like, hey, this isn't for me. Uh-huh. Um, and I think there are a couple of people who didn't quite pass medical, so they weren't able to partake in the tryout. And then um, there were a couple of people who couldn't get through the drills. And, um, yeah, definitely, I think there was some throwing up. <laughs> so, because, oh, yeah, yeah, yeah. so, I mean, it's, it's hard. It is. It's really hard. I think um, there were probably 45 of us in total. Uh-huh. Uh, I think by the time we finished the tryout, there were maybe 40 or, like, 38 or 39 that actually got through the entire tryout. Oh, so. wow. So um, what was what was the ending results? So they they talked to you and they said they're gonna keep an eye on you or what what happened at the end of the the tryouts? Yeah, that was pretty much that was pretty much it. You were able to uh, once the tryout was over, you can um, you know try to talk to the trainers and see like, hey, what do I need to work on? Do you have any advice? Any critiques? Mm-hmm. Um, but really, they just gathered us all in a big group and said, um, okay, that that's a wrap pretty much don't don't contact us because we have your information and I think that's one thing that a lot of people will try to do is like immediately like the next day so the poor WWE is like <laughs> overflowed with a bunch of emails right so, um, yeah they usually give it like a couple weeks and they'll they'll email you or you can reach out to them and say hey is there anything any critiques anything I need to work on just want to keep in touch thank you again for having me mm-hmm. uh, at the whole nine yards and then um They'll they'll usually offer stuff, um, any type of feedback as as long as you know you you reach out to them and uh, keep in contact with them. But uh-huh. I think they have their eyes on pretty much like who they want, and sometimes it just depends on a certain role that they're trying to fill. Yeah, you know timing. So, uh, yeah, because I've heard there's some tryouts where nobody got signed, and then I've heard there's tryouts where like five to seven people got signed. So mm-hmm. it really just depends on a. Uh, like what what they need at that moment but um there's been so many people getting signed within the past year it's like yeah it's crazy but then you just never see them which is a whole nother you know weird thing with with wwe like you don't see them on tv they're probably doing a lot of shows and stuff like that but you just don't see them on tv and it's just like it's just hard to to keep up now did you get any feedback from them or did they tell you anything or yeah and that's kind of what they they had told us was that um they're like, don't get discouraged if um, if nothing is full-time for you right now because they have so many part-time opportunities mm-hmm. um, with 5 Live, um, with the Cruiserweight Classic, with Mae Young. Like, there's so many opportunities. With NXT, um, it's just they have so many spots in NXT right now. There's so many people that they can't even fit everybody on TV at the moment because there's just too many people. Yeah. That's – it's – you know, full-time positions are a dime a dozen at this point. Yeah. But, um, yeah, so that was kind of what um, – I basically got, like, a keep doing what you're doing. Um, just foc- focus on you. Try to create buzz for yourself in mm-hmm. the indies. Um, but, yeah, like, kind of keep doing what you're doing. Unfortunately, I'd broken my collarbone um, back in – Was it 2017, 2016? Yeah. yeah. No, I'm uh, 20... – yeah, 2018 of this year, I broke my collarbone. So, um, yeah, but 
yeah, that was unfortunate, but I'm glad like the recovery was, um, was only, I think like two or three months. Yeah. So you weren't out there for like, that, lo- that long. Yeah. So I was able to like continue doing like extra work for them and like keep in contact with them. So mm-hmm. like, that's all that really counts as long as you keep in contact. Cause they always say that out of sight, out of mind mm-hmm. type so it's, yeah, it's always just best to keep in contact. I mean, and you're doing, I mean, you're fairly, if you compare, you know, people have been in the game for like 20 years, you're obviously fairly new to um, the, the industry, but you've been, you've done a lot. I mean, you're a champion. So it's just one of those things where it definitely is going to play into, uh, you know, the role. Now, um, being from Chicago, we heard that you're a big CM Punk fan. Um, <laughs> what's your whole um, take on, it hasn't been too much drama recently thank goodness but what's your whole take on on his career and do you do you feel like eventually you're going to see him back in wwe and you know maybe wrestling um see the fan in me wants to say yes mm-hmm. but if being a realist i wouldn't be surprised if we never saw cm punk in a wrestling ring again mm-hmm. um I don't know. I just remember his promo about how he still talks about how he's always a fan at heart and he always will be a fan. So um, I would say never say never mm-hmm. because <laughs> crazier things have happened in wrestling. True. Um, yeah, just with the whole lawsuit. And I don't know all the details about it, but, you know, that could kind of uh, put a sour taste in your mouth for wrestling, I feel like. Um, again, I, I don't know. I've never been in that position, thank God. Mm-hmm. Um, but I can only imagine how um, how unfortunate just the whole situation yeah. is. So, it's like you have um, a passion for something, and then you know the platform that is there. It's like you don't you don't really have a passion for that platform, but you still love wrestling. So it's like exactly. yeah, yeah. And then I I would assume that he found love in something else because you know fighting he he UFC. obviously loves it. Doing it, he's yeah. going like force with it. Um, but yeah, the fan in me still hopes to one day see CM Punk in a wrestling ring again. Yeah. Even if it's not with WWE, I would just love to see one of his matches. Because yeah. he, I mean, growing up, that's what got me back into wrestling. You know, there was like a year where I was just, you know, being a being a fan. And I was just like, you know, oh, this, it's not as good as it once was. And I'm not interested as much anymore. Like, I need something new. I need something fresh. And, you know, he kind of brought me back into it. Mm-hmm. Um so, yeah, I think that part of me just still wants to see him. But, um, I mean, if, if he's not in love with it, then, there's, you know, you don't really. Yeah, you never know. Now, you did mention promotions. There are a crazy amount of promotions here, overseas, in Canada, Mexico, all that stuff. Is there any promotions that you're kind of keeping your eye on or that you want, you would like to work with? Um, yeah, I would love to, like, my dream is to go to Mexico mm-hmm. and wrestle, and I was supposed to when I broke my collarbone, um, so that kind of, you know, it was unfortunate, um, I say there's never a good time to get injured, but, you know, this was really not a good time for me to get injured, yeah. um, just, like, we had to cancel that entire trip, um, yeah, so I, my dream is to wrestle in Mexico because I love the Lucha Libre style. Mm-hmm. Um, so maybe, you know, AAA or The Crash, I would I would love to wrestle for one of those promotions. I think, like, they're pretty much the biggest promotions in Mexico. And, you know, the company that I started out training with in Chicago was uh, part American, part Lucha. So, oh, nice. Yeah, I, I like to dabble in Lucha. I'm not the best at it, but I, <laughs> I like to think that I could, you know... <laughs> I know my way around a little bit of uh, Lucha Libre, but yeah, I think that's my dream. And then 
just to be able to, like, train down there with some of the people. Because when I was in Japan, Dr. Wagner actually, um, he did a seminar when I was over there. And I mm-hmm. took his seminar. And it was just, it was really cool. The Lucha Libre style is unlike any other style of wrestling. So yeah. it's just, it's high-flying. It's, you know, you can be technical. It's it's just really cool. So yeah. I've always been interested in Lucha Libre. So I mean, I love the combination of them too if you get like the lucha labor lucha labor style and like the you know the standard american style and you apply you apply that to it just looks amazing but you know what i'm yeah. saying it's so it's a good thing to have and you know you never know you have there's time on you you have a lot of time to to get back to mexico so you you'll you're you're fine ash is like in march it'll be three years like i have so much time ahead of me and so much to learn like Mm -hmm. i'm not in a rush to get anywhere i'm just trying to take it day by day and learn as much as i can right now so now how did you get into like what made you um what made you decide that this is what you want to do become a wrestler um, well, I've always watched it, like, ever since I was, like, six or seven, I've always watched it. Um, but to actually pull the trigger and start training, it took a lot because, mm-hmm. <laughs> um, you know, it's not telling your parents you want to be a professional wrestler. They're kind of like, all right, yeah, kid, whatever. Like, <laughs> like you go do that. Um, but, yeah, I, out of high school, I had told my mom, you know, I'm, I'm going to start training. I'm going to do it. And she basically kind of should laugh in my face but she was like absolutely not you're going to get your college education you, you must be crazy if you think I'm gonna let you do that right now um but yeah so then you know I was in college I was in my undergrad I was about three years in and I wasn't happy with anything I didn't find anything that I had the same passion for that I did for wrestling mm-hmm. and um I finally convinced my mom to let me um continue or just start training for wrestling as long as I finish my um my bachelor's degree uh-huh. so uh, but yeah it took a lot of convincing like I had to transfer schools and everything because <laughs> I was going to school about two and a half three hours away so I transferred to a school um that was closer to a training facility that I knew of because uh-huh. a couple of had gone to this training facility in Chicago um yeah so I I transferred back home and then I uh Okay. Um, I transferred back home and then I started training in 2013. I think August in 2013. Uh-huh. And yeah, I just never looked back. Although I did, I broke my leg like a month into training. And <laughs> I think that's why it really took me so long to, to get my first match. But yeah, it was um, like, I've never not wanted to wrestle. Okay. Now where um, I know WWE in particular is having the the women's evolution. Impact has been doing it for years. You know, where from when you started to now, I mean, so much has changed, like 2013 to now, as far yeah. as seeing more women's promotions. You're seeing women's on women on main cards, stuff like that. Is there anything that you would like to see in women's wrestling that hasn't happened yet? Wow, that's I mean I I wanna say yes, but there's so much happening right now that I feel like I haven't even had time to really reflect on what it's doing right now. Like mm-hmm. this entire revolution, we're living it. So it's kind of hard to be like, oh, I want this to happen. I want this to happen. Because everything that I had wanted to happen is happening right mm-hmm. now. So like even the all women's pay-per-view with WWE. Um, but I think at the moment, like before when I started, I my dream was always to main event a show. And I got the opportunity to do it with Delilah, mm-hmm. with Delilah Doom, um, for Sabaton, who main evented an all-women show. And then 
the championship match at AAW, we main evented just a regular show, mm-hmm. just a regular wrestling show, me and Kimberly. And um, yeah, I think now my goal is to not have like an all women show or an all men show mm-hmm. or a men's show with one women's match or, you know, an all women show with one men's match. I think what I would love to see in wrestling is just a show that's like half and half mm-hmm. or it's really, you know, the ladies aren't the eye candy. It's not like, Oh, who's ready for the ladies match or who's ready for the men's match. It's just, it's all wrestling. Right. I would love for women not to be considered female wrestlers anymore and just wrestlers. Mm-hmm. So, um, yeah, I would like to see more equality just within the card of yeah. the show. So like it, it pretty much, not it's just wrestling it's yeah. like you're not saying okay well this is the time to go and get popcorn now or because this person's coming out i kind of feel that way with um some of the men's matches for wwe it's like oh this is gonna be a snooze fest i always yeah. pick up with the with the with the women's because just the women now just seem so much more exciting and now you're seeing them all over the place beyond wrestling and you know commercials nationwide you're seeing them um featuring sports illustrate and stuff like that so you know we're definitely coming a long way for sure um, right. Now, is there any wrestler that you would love to have, like, a dream match with? Um, in WWE or in... Just in general. In general? Um, I don't know if I can... Okay, it's a guy, but I would love to wrestle AJ Styles. Like, okay. he is my all-time... I think Shawn Michaels is my all-time favorite wrestler, but currently it's AJ Styles, hands down. And, um, yeah, I I would just love... I would love to wrestle him because he's, I feel like he's a big reason why I got my tryout to begin with. Cause, um, I had done extra work like a couple of months before the tryout and, uh, during my practice match, um, or well after my practice match that we had, uh, when we were there, he had pulled me aside and basically told me, keep doing what you're doing. Wow. Like, you're, you're on the right track. Yeah. And I'm I just <laughs> so starstruck, just crying in his face. Um, but I think like he had gone up to like management basically. I was like, she, I don't know what she has to do, but she, I don't know what the process is to get a tryout, but she needs a tryout. Basically it's like, nice. Yeah. So it was, yeah, he's hands down. Like, like I would love to wrestle him. Like he's my all time favorite. Like I'm getting giddy. Just like thinking about it. I mean, I can't even imagine. Like I, I think I would feel the same way because it's like, again, it's somebody who I didn't want to, it's not this fact is WWE, but you he, you know his story. Like he's traveled yeah. the world. He's been he's been known for such a long time. So of course he can you know he has an eye for certain things. So I mean, and he didn't have to do that. Like he didn't have to pull me aside. Like he just like you know he could have just went on about his day. But the fact that he took the time to talk to me and tell me things like that, like that that speaks volumes mm-hmm. of who he is as a person. So. Yeah, a hundred percent. I would love to get in the ring with AJ Styles. Now, speaking of who he is, or who you are as a person, uh, you are a huge Pokemon fan. Yes. <laughs> so, and you have incorporated this into your wrestling. Now, how did this kind of all come about? And also, you've incorporated parts of your dad to his character into your wrestling too. So, how's this? How did this all come about? Um. Well, let's see. So. I was struggling with trying to find gear. Like, I couldn't, for the life of me, I didn't know what I wanted. Um, I knew once I chose something, you know, I kind of had to stick with it. Mm -hmm. Um, For my first match, I just borrowed my friend's gear and had this, like, ballet top on. And it was, yeah, it was just all kinds of bad. 
Um, but, you know, I, I wanted something, like, smiley because I knew, like, that's how I felt. Like, when I was in the ring, like, I was just happy to be there. And I was, like, looking for, you know, smiley face, you know, one I could, like, kind of make my own. Mm-hmm. And I was like, oh, okay, Pikachu's kind of cute. And I was like, maybe <laughs> if I take, like, the rosy cheeks off of the Pikachu face, then nobody will realize that it's Pikachu. Uh-huh. <laughs> um, I got that made. And then as soon as I came out, like, the entire crowd is, like, chanting Pikachu. So I was like, okay, that didn't work. <laughs> uh, but my biggest fear was the whole, like, copyright like gimmick infringement type thing you uh-huh. know god forbid if i was like ever on tv i i didn't want to get in trouble for that i wanted something to like make my own so um eventually i just um kind of did like my own cartoon version character of myself uh-huh. and that's like what my gear is now but yeah i will always love the pikachu gear like i still have it even though it's it's like falling apart and it smells horrible <laughs> I wrestled it in so many times, but, um, yeah, I just, I, growing up, I loved Pikachu. Snorlax is actually my favorite, and I wanted to do Snorlax, but I thought Pikachu was, like, more of a happy character. <laughs> but, yeah, that's kind of how I got the idea. Okay. But it was, I, I thought I could get away with it. I mean, Pokemon, they, they had a resurgence of it, was it two years ago, where they had, like, Pokemon on the go? Like, I mean... Yeah. And that's, like, right when I made the gear, because at the time it wasn't out yet. And then it, like, came out within the next month. So everybody's like, yeah, Pokemon. <laughs> and I was like, oh, God, what did I do? And um, then um, you, you said a few in a few interviews that you kind of channel your dad and sometimes, you, like, with your promos and stuff. So how has he, like, affected your life to the point where, like, there are certain parts that you, when you do your promos, you think of him or you kind of channel him? Um, I think that he has always been my biggest supporter. So, uh, even from the start, like, when my mom was kind of like, absolutely not, uh, my dad was always 100% full force, like, heck yeah, go and do wrestling. Uh, I don't know if that's just because he didn't want to be, like, the bad guy. (laughs) (laughs) He figured your mom would enforce it. (laughs) Yeah, right, exactly. So, um, but still to this day, like, he, he was there for my surgery, for my collarbone, he... Like, he's just always been there for me, and he's always taught me. He was the stay-at-home dad, Mm -hmm. like, as we were growing up, and he just always taught um, me and my sisters that, you know, if you want something, you go out and get it. It doesn't matter whether you're male or female. Like, don't let this world tell you that you can't do something just because of your gender. Mm -hmm. And that's always stuck with me is that, like, that's why I love this woman's revolution is because, like, it – it hits home with me because like that's how my dad always raised me was not to believe in like the social gender norms or what society thinks you're supposed to do and um yeah it was just I always try to think about him and you know how how he would feel and like just him believing in me so I feel like even when I don't believe in myself like I can't let him down Mm -hmm. so I think that's how I kind of channel him throughout, like, my wrestling and my promos. And now you also, not only are you a wrestler, you're also in school. You're getting your master's? Yes. (laughs) Trying to. Trying to. How far are you along with that? I am in my second year, my first semester of my second year. So Mm -hmm. I should be done. I projected to be done in May. I just took two finals, and I have two more. I have a paper due tomorrow, and then another paper due on Sunday, and then have my capstone project next semester and then graduation baby <laughs> there you go so what's the, the what's are you gonna be are you gonna try to do anything 
Like, you know, you do wrestling, you do the shows. Is there anything that you want to do beyond that? Um, I, I've always wanted a job within the field of wrestling, but mm-hmm. even if it can't be within the field of wrestling, I love working out. Mm-hmm. So, and, um, whether it's like marketing for a wrestling company or even a marketing or public relations for, um, a certain gym or like personal training, or even, um, there's a supplement company that resides in, um, it's in Naperville. So it's not too far from Chicago. It's maybe like 20 minutes or so. And, um, I would just love, I, I love this idea of like being healthy and, um, staying in shape. And I think that goes hand in hand with wrestling. So that's another, um, path that I could see myself taking. But as of right now, I think my master's degree is more than, it's more of a plan B if wrestling doesn't work out because I know, uh, I can't, even if I am successful in wrestling, I can't do it forever. So, you know, I have to have that backup plan just, uh, just in case. Yeah, you, so, never, you never know. Yeah, right. <laughs> so um, where do you, barring no more injuries, all that stuff, if you can ma- wave a magic wand, where would you like to be in the next five or ten years as far as wrestling? As far as wrestling? Um, that's such a hard question because I always told everyone, like, my goal was just to have a match. Mm-hmm. So every... Every match that I have, I'm living my dream. Mm -hmm. Like, I always said that it's not about the destination, it's about the journey, Mm -hmm. especially with wrestling. Um, I don't care what company I'm working for. Um, I mean, obviously, there are some that I want to work for eventually, Mm -hmm. which one day I hope I do work for WWE. But even if I don't, I'm not going to consider myself a failure because I'm living my dream every weekend. Every weekend that I get to wrestle, every week that I get to train, I'm living my dream. So... Um, I truly believe it's about the journey. So if I could just be successful in wrestling, which is me making a living off of wrestling, mm-hmm. like wrestling is my sole job, then that's the happiest I could be, to be honest. I know we had um, Allie from Impact, and I think she had stu- she had quit her other job, and she became a full-time wrestler, I think, a year or two ago. And she was just talking about, like, it's just – to be able to do that and just wrestle is, is amazing. So definitely, you know, good luck with that. I'm sure you're going to – you're you're well on your way, especially with the blessing of AJ Styles and Booker T. I mean, <laughs> you can't get better than that. Um, Now, before we – before, you know, we let you go to finish up the finals and all that good stuff, uh, we have something called Rapid Hot Tag. So we're going to cue that music, Miss Marissa, and uh, we're going to ask you a few questions, just whatever so, comes to the top of your mind. <laughs> all right, so here we go. Always early or always late? Always early. Last person you text? Um, my boyfriend. What was the one thing that you love about yourself? My appetite. <laughs> dream dinner guest? Oh, dream. Shawn Michaels. Nice. Who would play you in a movie? Uh, I think Anna Ferris. I like that. Yeah, that's a good one. Last show you binge watched? Ooh. The Mindy Project on Hulu. If you were a crayon, what color would you be? Blue. If you were on death row, what would be your last meal? Probably pizza from Beggars. <laughs> if you can listen to one album for the rest of your life, what would it be? Uh, Backstreet Boys, Black and Blue, is that the name? <laughs> <laughs> and who would be your dream match, dead or alive? 
There you go. See, that wasn't that bad. Now, yeah, where can people? <laughs> I can sense it too. It's like no, this 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 not got, I got your show. We're just you know family fun. Well, sometimes not the family part, but definitely fun show. Um, yeah. Now, where can people find you? Um, I have a Twitter and an Instagram. Both handles are the same, so it's at I am Kylie Ray. Nice. And then um, any anything to look out for as far as matches? Matches coming up. I am working Savannah Stone this Saturday. It's my first title defense at AAW. Okay. And then next <clears throat> next Friday, I am working uh, a guy named GPA, and we've had a feud for so long. And I have an I quit match with him at Freelance Wrestling in Chicago. Oh, nice. So, How's it like doing the intergen- inter- intergender matches? Do you like those more? Or is it just you know it's just a match? Doesn't matter who it is. Um. I don't, I don't necessarily prefer them. I don't mind who my opponent is as long as I have fun with them in the ring and they're well-trained right. <laughs> um, or just have a knack for the business and want to learn how to wrestle. Um, so, yeah, I, I, don't, I don't mind if it's a female or a male. I, I don't necessarily <laughs> – I think there's a way to do intergender, mm-hmm. and I think not, not everybody agrees with it, but I think it can be done. Yeah. And I – I like it. Whether whether I've been there with a female or a wrestler or or a male wrestler, I don't honestly I don't I don't mind whatever yeah. it is. But I like how I don't uh, hate on people who um like to do other gender. Yeah. You know? I like how Lucha Underground does it. It's it's very um seamless. But right. yeah, it just it just looks you don't it it is what it is. Oh she just happens <laughs> to have some boobs. It's not not that serious. And I think, like, depending on the crowd, like, if it's a crowd who do- maybe doesn't necessarily watch wrestling, mm-hmm. then it can be done one way. But yeah. if it's a crowd who understands wrestling, I think it could be done another way. Yeah. So, it, yeah, it depends. Well, thank you so much for coming on the show. Really, really appreciate it. Um, good luck with your finals and the graduation. I'm going to be on lookout so we can post your graduation pictures for you on WPW. Um, but other than that, I mean, congratulations on the win, but... Like I said, this is only the beginning for you, and you're starting off really great with some, you know, people just backing you. And with the WWE trial, it's only a matter of time. Just don't forget the little people that, you know, were there before you you become a big superstar. That's all we ask. Thank you so much for having me on. It's been a pleasure. No problem. So, guys, there you have it. Um, Definitely follow us on WPW Weekly on Instagram and Twitter uh, for AfterBuzz. If you're not subscribed to the YouTube page, please go on our YouTube page and subscribe after Buzz Wrestling and Sports on iTunes. Give us uh, five stars that we don't want anything else less than that on YouTube as well. Please leave those comments. We are watching those. Uh, Evan T. Mac, if you want to follow him, you can follow him at Evan T. Mac on Instagram and Twitter. Other than that, we thank you so much. There's a lot of different podcasts all over the place, but you guys are the ones that made Women's Wrestling Weekly the number one show in the on the planet excuse me i should know that by now other than that you guys can find me on everything at tk trinidad until next time ciao from executive producers kevin undergaro maria menounos phil svitek producer tk trinidad and me mark donica your voice of AfterBuzz tv wrestling we ask you to rate and comment on itunes subscribe to AfterBuzz wrestling on youtube and find us on all social media thank you for watching women's pro wrestling weekly see you next week <laughs>